You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Welcome back for another issue of Imagine If. We're going to start this month off. Nope, not start the month off. I mean, kind of. We're, I mean, we're like, what, half, almost halfway done. We're, we're going we're to rebirth the month. There we go. We're going to rebirth the month, and we're yeah. going to finish it out talking about Loki the TV series. Yet, it's not out yet. This is a preemptive strike, so to right. speak. We're going to you the news first because you're here in our news. <laughs> and time travel. It's going to be a big theme, so we want to get there first so you're ready. This way you don't have to circle the wagon back. Yeah, and if you're going to hear about things, you might as well hear about it from people who love this stuff <laughs> instead of people with clickbait. So as it's being said, we are going to talk about Loki. We're going to first talk this week about the character that Owen Wilson's going to be playing or we believe is going to be playing, Mobius and Mobius. The, is he the 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 leader of the time variance agency or authority sorry yes actually he is the leader and he is the tva (laughs) we'll talk more about that when we get there what does that cryptic message mean (laughs) find out true believer and then to do this you're gonna have me myself mitch with me as always chris hey hey and special guest friend of the podcast all around great guy, Rafa. Hey, it's Rafa. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I'm not going to lie. I got a new puppy, so I'm really tired. Chris <laughs> gave me a call like, hey, we're doing this. Like, you know what? Graduation for my students is over. Hop on board. I don't know much about what. Like, when he said Mobius, Mobius, I'm like, yep, vampire man. I'm like, nope, that's that's incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that's Morbius. So I'm here to, 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 to bring in some, some positivity and to enjoy the time with some great people because we're here to give you guys some awesome information. So, as always, we're going to start off with the spinner rack. What is new in new comic book days? Then we're going to talk a little bit about X-Men, because how could I not have X-Men become a subject when I got two X-Men experts here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Experts. Huh? Huh? I thought you were going to go like X-Men nerds, and experts was so much better. <laughs> like, you, you majestically just maneuvered that right there. Previously on Imagine If. All right. Now we're going to, and then we're going to finish it off with Mobius and Mobius and a pre 101 for you college people. What's a, what's the pre-class to the 101? It's, um, that's a good question. It's just 95 or something like that. Yeah, 90. Yeah. This 90. Is 98, 100. You know, yeah, it just depends. Yeah, 100. Yeah, that's true. I've, I remember taking a 100 class. Yep. There we go. Let's get into that spinner rack first. So, Chris, what's new on New Comic Book Day? All right. So, as always, you have two good reasons to go to your local comic shop. So, this Tuesday, DC Comics will open the doors and they will be bringing us Batman Fortnite Zero Point Issue 3. This book is selling out. Now, I don't know if that's because it's so amazing or not amazing. I do know there's exclusive codes in the book so if you're a big Fortnite player that's probably what's been drawing them in which is a huge success because you're getting people into comic shops um wait is it only batman i thought it was a dc Fortnite thing is it well so after death metal all the superheroes 
just merged into Batman. So that's all DC Comics is. <laughs> yeah, it's just that, Batman. That's all that I mean, that's um, fair. I understand that. DC stands for Batman. <laughs> I don't know how to. Yeah, you know, that's all it is. Every every month, it's all because we were even talking about it. Because honestly, like if you pay attention to this list, it's gonna be Batman heavy. It's like seventy percent Batman. Yeah, yeah all comic book. Yeah. So now, days. when you go in there and you read this comic, Fortnite players. Now, when you see Batman, you can literally open up a new Batman story and go, hey, it's the guy from Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. the guy from uh, Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> yep. uh, Fortnite, uh, Fortnite is kind of like the new Lego in that they license all the properties. Yeah. Like yeah. There was Alien, there was Xenomorphs, and there was a Predator in there, right? In Fortnite? Like, I remember someone, I remember seeing a thing for Predator in Fortnite. Maybe I'm thinking Xenomorph, but uh, but they get, they get everything else, just like Legos gets all the yeah. different. Uh, like that's how we're license. gonna. And it's funny because I, I I've been working on my DC Marvel collection, DC versus Marvel, Marvel versus DC. How you want to say it? And it's like I would. I was talking to my comic book club on Friday, and I was like, Oh my god. I'm going to have to learn how to play Fortnite so I can have <laughs> DC versus Marvel because they've done Marvel skins. They've done they DC skins. So it's like, hey. <laughs> so, it's uh, a platform to get you and to educate the students. Uh, that's a bonus, but I just want to get you entertained as well. Right, <laughs> so we're going to start our Fortnite podcast here pretty soon. You heard it here first. No, anyways, <laughs> uh, Moving along, though. Catwoman issue 31 will be out. So Ram V is taking the reins and taking Selena Kyle on quite the trip. So definitely, I, I've heard good stuff. So so it's definitely a book to check out. Selena Kyle's always a great character, and Ram is definitely starting to be one of the big new voices at DC Comics. Uh, Flash issue 770 is out, continuing the redemption of Wally West. It's wild to know that Wally is the Flash again. Yeah. Um, I need to get into this book. I need to read it. Um, I think there's a little bit of a quantum leap going on here. Um, I tried to cheat, and I, I, I looked at the latest issue, so I guess that would have been 769. Um, so I believe Wally is going into the bodies of other speedsters throughout time. Oh, okay. So this is pretty wild. So yeah, so last, like I said, last issue had a focus on Bart. This issue will have a focus on Jay. Uh, I love the fact that the Flash, the Flash family is coming back. Uh, I've missed them for over a decade, so I'm so glad that it's back. So yes, so definitely uh, Jeremy Adams is, is doing his work, so I'm excited to see where he takes us. And uh, this variant cover is a, is a cardstock by Brett Booth, which I'm a big fan of Brett Booth. So Yeah, and then also for you shoppers out there so please uh keep in mind that with uh uh no, the normal comics come out they're 3.99 and then if you get the card stocks they're 4.99 uh so pick wisely because both um to me i think both are great uh, i do echo that though brett booth i think he's an amazing artist i love seeing his worth so i'd probably cough up the extra buck for that but just be aware that it's no longer a and b or same value one will be cardstock the other will be basic uh, Joker issue two did so well it's getting a second print in so James Tinian the fourth is definitely the go to on all things Bat Family yeah. uh, this introduces I don't remember her name she's either Lady Bane or uh, some other name but this is like the daughter of Bane Bane so yeah some some she's got some name uh, uh, but anyway so yeah so she's out because she is under the belief that Joker killed her dad uh, Bane's dead. Bane you feel, is dead. <laughs> I, I believe so. I, I don't accept your premise of your 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 words there. Uh, this is from a guy who's yeah, just no. He's that. Uh, he's he's sadly been killed. Uh, let's see. Um, 
so the thought process is because as we had a little bit of a skip and kind of playing to uh, future uh, future state, one of the, the the things was there was a Bane gang, so people were going out there about that. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, we we we've got to see what's going on. Uh, I'm not f- spying her name there, so we're gonna go with Baintress uh, just for the the the, sac- the 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 fact of it right now. Um, but yeah, a lot going on there. And again, too, just to remind you, this is a good Jim Gordon book. She's being called Vengeance. There we go. Vengeance. That makes sense. Vengeance. The Vengeance of Bane. Um, wow, that title can take on a whole new meaning now. Uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, I dig that. Uh, I, I like that Bane is now becoming a little bit of a legacy. So that's so pretty cool. So Vengeance and Punchline, the two of them, are they kind of going at each other? Because Punchline was the secondary... Yeah, she's the the modern Harlequin, Harley Quinn, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, let's see. Justice League issue sixty four will be out. Continuing the sixty one. Uh, yeah, sorry, sixty one will be out. Uh, so Bendis and Ram are teaming up. David Marquez. He has beautiful art. So I am so excited to see a DC event, and I hope he is going to be the artist on that. Uh, and also, um, oh my God, the character's name escapes me right now, but uh, she, Naomi. So she's definitely going to be getting a big spotlight in this book. So if you want to learn more about her, definitely check out Justice League. Uh, Legends of the Dark Knight number one will be out. So if you want to get some uh Maybe in continuity, maybe not in continuity tells. Uh, I think this book will be more of a focus on the villains because we do have the urban knights or urban legends kind of focusing on the heroes. I think so, I think uh, with DC, you just have to say everything is in continuity and everything is not in continuity in, in, at the same time. Oh, yeah. yeah this <laughs> omniverse. This, it's uh, all just happening at different time intervals. And yeah. 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 Just, like, so you'll, you'll see where you show up. It's kind of like when you ask yourself, where would you go back in time? I want to go see dinosaurs. You can virtually go and see any kind of <laughs> It's all happening. That's why Batman's got a dinosaur in his cave. There it all go. comes together. Yep. <laughs> is that is in the, this uh, cover D incentive? Is that, is that Mr. Freeze or I, is that Hugo Strange? I believe that's Mr. Freeze. Okay. I want to say just with that weird neck armor. Yeah. yeah. He got that creepy smile of the strange for sure. Yeah. Uh, So this is the big book for me for the week. Nightwing issue 80. Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo are killing it. Uh, This series has been fantastic. Issue 79 uh, left off with a little bit of a sneak peek of the new villain Heartless. Mm -hmm. So as you can see that absence on Nightwing's chest and on the uh, chalk outlines behind him. I really admire Bruno's covers. They're going to be great, especially his second prints and uh, they just did on social media i think a release for issue 81 or 82 it's just great stuff and dick grayson's becoming a person that's what i love even more about this because nightwing's awesome but dick grayson doesn't really have much of a life (laughs) uh now that he's richer than bruce wayne hey let's start developing the guy so i'm totally hyped for that so yeah i'm looking forward to it all you need to have a personality is money Yep. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's the best superpower as well. It's true. Uh, let's see. Superman Red and Blue will be out as well. So kind of continuing in the style of Batman Black and White, we get some adventures here. And there's been some hidden gems. So I definitely say recommend picking it up. Also, though, watch out, fans, if you are collecting this. Um, sadly, we had uh, John Paul Leone pass away, and the cover B is his work. So people will probably be flocking to get this. Not necessarily 
necessarily for the beautiful work inside or the amazing cover, but just for the fact that that. So be ready to go get yourself your copy. Uh, Truth and Justice continues on dealing with uh, social justice and matters of the heart in DC Comics. And this time the focus will be on Jason Todd. And I actually do like this cover. A. I like that split between his Robin costume and his red hood. Uh, it is interesting, though, to see Robin hold the crowbar uh, just because... That hurt him last time. <laughs> mm. Who's the purple mask guy? I think that actually is the red hood. It's just the tinting Uh-oh. of the gotcha. color. Okay. You know, unless we're going to start the emotional hood gang. <laughs> <The> purple hood. <laughs> I was like, why is Baron Zemo in DC Comics? I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> just because those dance moves, man. That's why. <laughs> gets you, it gets you through the dimensions. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Girl will start up her new adventures. So now we will have Wonder Girl issue one. So this will be focusing on, oh man, we got two new Wonder Women. I cannot remember her name. Uh, yeah, I can't. Re- she was the one that was going to be getting her own Yana. CW show, yeah. CW show, and it didn't. Yana, it didn't I believe. Work yep, out. Yara Floor. Yara. Yeah. So Yara Floor, the Brazilian Wonder Woman. Uh, so we will get to see more about her. So she was introduced during the Future State Wonder Woman series, and now Jonah Joel Jones will be uh, handling both writing and art on this. So it's going to be very interesting to see what she develops with the character. So a brand new addition to the world of Wonder Woman. I'm excited to see what happens. Got and a couple uh, variant covers. Oh yeah, they're gonna. They're Even gonna. So many. Jason, or I don't know if it's Jason, but J. Scott Campbell. Yep, J. Scott Campbell. Did you hear about that whole Twitter thing? I thought I that did. was interesting. I thought it was. It's. It, it was. I don't have an issue with his art, and I, I honestly enjoy it. Um, I thought it was kind of interesting way to come at it. People con- constantly like berating him because of his art. He's like, "All right, here, here's what I drew." Let's see what you do. And like having everybody kind of like do it in their own style and he either critiques it or, or, you know, says that's, that's pretty great, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I like what's come out of it. The initial post and, uh, the initial post was interesting. Uh, so they went back to that famous like 2000s era Spider-Man, Mary, Mary Jane sitting and, on the cover yeah. on the couch. Uh, oh, word like her leg is like in a weird angle. Mm-hmm. Well, she's like folded her legs back and, it, the camera angle is what does kind of give it a little bit more skew. Yeah. You know, but what was interesting though is so a, a new Twitter artist decided to like, I'm going to jump on there and critique. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you, as, as a reviewer, I get scared to critique art because I know I can't do better. Um, now, if you have me drawing math, oh yeah, I got you. <laughs> but you have me drawing superheroes, I'm going to be a little bit scared. So I, I, I take critiquing art with delicacy. Um, I did read those posts. I felt there was a little bit of snideness to that. So I don't blame him for being miffed. It's like, hey, man, you're going to come at me? Okay, fine. So he re-critiqued their art. And he's like, all right, here you go. Um, and Twitter is a scary place. <laughs> don't ever go there past any time. Um, so, you know, people were definitely on his side. People were against him. So it went back and forth. But I do like now that he's kind of like, you know what? Fine. Let's do this. Like, bring up my art. Go after it. Critique it. I'll critique yours. Let's talk art. And I think that's great. Like, what a great win out of a weird situation. So, yeah, I, I've definitely. But, I mean, J. Scott Campbell, beautiful art. I've always admired it. I thought he, I think he does great stuff. Still does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, moving along. So Dark Knight's Death Metal War of the Multiverses trade paperback will be out. So Death Metal was great. I thought this was like, and I, I, I was hyped for metal and it 
goose egged in my opinion. <laughs> um, then the sequel is so much better. It was, and it, the tie-ins were way more cohesive, yeah. way more worth my time. So I, the only bummer about collecting all this is the death metal book will be hardcover. And then the two tie-in collections will be trade. So that's rather unfortunate that they didn't do it uniformed or even honestly do an omnibus with it, put in release order. That way it's readable. But anyways, uh, but I would say pick it up. It's definitely worth your time. Harley Quinn and poison Ivy will be getting a collection as well by Jody Hauser. Um, so that if you want to get some more of these two, uh, definitely pick that up as well. And Margot Robbie was out on the news this week, this past week talking about how, She'd want Poison Ivy in the next Harley Quinn movie, whatever oh, they nice. do. So, I mean, we saw... We, we now, see do you it. go back to Uma Thurman? Uh, uh, I don't know if we're going back to Uma Thurman. I'm pretty sure Uma Thurman says she's she's retired from acting. Oh, Obviously, really? it's... You give, her pay, you give, yeah. give anybody a paycheck and they're going to be coming back. But, yeah. um, uh, I mean, we see it playing out in... Um, Harley Quinn, the animated series. I don't know if anybody's watching that or not. Or I know people are watching. I don't know if anybody here is watching it. Uh, I enjoyed the three seasons that they have out i yeah. think it's three seasons two or three uh but yeah that 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 relationship is playing out much more in that animated series than uh than the old animated series but mm-hmm. we, i know it plays out a lot in the comic books so yeah. yeah and i mean this is uh i like that it's going in this direction i like the relationship but there's a part of me i don't know why i don't know if it's the the shipping in me or what it is but there's a part of me that thinks i'd like to see her with batman for a little bit Harley Quinn? I know it's weird. <laughs> I, I believe it's happening somewhere. It, it is happening in, I think the, in the main Batman book. Is that what it is? Well, I know I know that she's kind of being more bring brought brought into, into the Bat family. Bat family yeah. But I know in the the one that's not canon. Oh, the White Knight series. That's Knight right. Series. You're right. Yeah, the White Knight series. They are yeah. a couple. And I've just found it very interesting, and I like that. Mm. I don't know. It's strange. Yeah. I mean, it's my cup of tea. She really <laughs> wants to be in a relationship with someone that's psychologically messed up. Batman's probably the next Batman's best your back, pick. Back, That's true. bet That's to Joker. True. Yeah. No, definitely, definitely there. Uh, let's see. Then we've got Shazam, the world's mightiest mortal volume three hardcover. So if you want to go back to the golden age era of when we called him Captain Marvel, uh, definitely check out these issues. And what we've got Shazam two coming. So this is perfect. If you want to learn more about the character, go to where it all began. Uh, and then fun fact, I don't know. I guess just seeing that cover made me think of it. Uh, Captain Marvel Jr. is what inspired Elvis Presley to uh-huh. dress the way he did. So, uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah, there you go. There's a this fun is why in Kingdom Come you have a Captain Marvel Jr. that looks a lot like Elvis Presley. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, came, it go. came back full circle. Uh, fans of Young Justice, the animated series, there is a book to growing up trade paperback. So if you want to read more of those adventures, uh, definitely check it out. Uh, that's probably one of the closest legacy styles of these characters that I've seen that actually kind of flows close to the comics so definitely kind of a fun stuff there and that is everything from dc this week so again all the new stuff definitely batman heavy so i hope that uh, we get to see more of the universe as it grows uh then come back wednesday for all your marvel and independent books uh just to see what's going out there so amazing spider-man issue 48 will be out this is going to begin the i think they call it just the sinister war if i remember correctly so nick spencer I I want to get excited for Spider-Man again, but at the same time, I get tired of, I have to buy 50 books just mm-hmm. to read the story that's going on. So but Sinister yeah. War is in like Sinister Six? Yeah. So are we like 
all the members of Sinister, whatever, are going to come together and be like, who are the top six? And that's the new team. It could be something along those I lines. I don't know. <laughs> hey, why not? Hey, why not have Civil War mixed with Sinister Six? You know? Yeah. It's like, well, our team was better than your team. Didn't. Oh, I mean, uh, I mean, I was, I guess the whole war part of the title reminded me of uh, the war of jokes and riddles so i don't oh, know if that's what okay. there you go is that what we were doing here but. maybe all i know is i i am lobbying for i want there to be one a one shot with hydro man and sandman and we're just going to title it surf and turf <laughs> all right, that's all i want if you call do that mud. i'm coming back <laughs> call me Clayface. <laughs> yeah Luck I, man i could i could see like one side of the like of the sinister war being like the green goblin and on the people that want to follow him and being like Look, I'm the leader of the Sinister Six, and the other side is Doctor Octopus, and be like, no, I'm the leader of the Sinister Six, and all the people that want to follow him. Like, I could see that. Yeah. I could also see it being kind of a play on Joker War, where it's just the Sinister Six finally take over New York, mm. and it's like a, it's war war games war ground, and Peter has to assemble his Power Ranger Spider Man team, and they take him down. Yeah. Well, you know, and I like that because there's really some depth to it. Because yes, they're called the Sinister Six, but I don't think of Doc Ock as a murderer, as I do more of a robber gaining money and wealth, fame, power. Green Goblin, no, he'll kill you. <laughs> he'll put his little goblin eggs in you and then kill you. So it's like, <laughs> yep. So like, I kind of like that, you know, like it's, it almost could be like the killers versus like the rogues, you know? So I, God, like Nick that. Spencer, take that idea, please. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. So you have a lot of covers to choose from. There's a lot of stuff out there. Uh, the legacy issue, I guess this will also be doubling as Spider Amazing Spider-Man issue 850. So there's a uh, very Green Goblet-centric cover that homages, I think it was Amazing Spider-Man 300 with Venom on the cover. So, so there's that. Do they have two issues coming out th this week? No, they're just doing a buttload of, of co Oh, you know what? Thank you. Yeah, I, I didn't count. Uh, yeah, so you'll get issue 48 and then issue 49. But again, since we are using... Uh, Midtown Comics' site, these could be exclusive retailer covers. Gotcha. So that might not even be the numbering because, ha-ha, <laughs> fell for it. It's actually Amazing Spider-Man issue 66 <laughs> that's coming out. That'll be featuring the Sinister War. The others are just like, hey, we want your money. Buy these. So there you go. Buy these again. Yep. So I'll <laughs> learn to read the spinner rack. Uh, let's see. Black Knight Curse of the Ebony Blade will be out. So Black Knight is coming uh, to us in the Eternals. So if you want to learn more about his legacy of heroic Heroics, good and bad, definitely check out that the series. The Black Knight is is part of the King Arthur's Knights of the Round Table. It's just he's like the bad one or like the something, something right? It's like, something like that. Like I think the blade was cursed and it's either like, yeah, he didn't get there in time or he is one of the betrayers of King Arthur, you know, kind of like how Entragan sometimes uh -huh. plays with that lore. So there is to it. Uh, when Black Knight first showed up in the comic side of things, he was a villain of the Avengers. And then when they finally got to Dane Whitman, that's when they were like, let's make him a hero. Like that's a redemptive side of things because it's like his uncle was the evil one. So mm. yeah. Yeah. And apparently I guess he was one of the inspirations for George R.R. Martin's Game of Thrones. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Are you being serious? Mm -hmm. uh, Alt-Shift-X on YouTube, he was kind of talking about, so one of the first George R. R. Martins, his first time he was ever published was in a newsletter 
in one of like the Marvel backs uh, for those comics because he has the the Dane Star House Dane, and that's kind of similar to that the Black Knight, the Prince that was promised, huh. and it's crazy because Kit Harrington is playing so it's uh, full Dane circle, Woodman, yeah, which is really interesting. <laughs> so it ma- it makes me want to go in there and yeah, read the story because I, I I mean again I don't think Game of Thrones like landed the ship necessarily with that finale, but I mean culturally it's such an amazing just overall i kind of wonder if if the casting people or even kevin feige or whoever over at marvel was like did you know that when uh george r R. martin was creating game of thrones it was because of the black knight we should get that kid harrington guy to play the black knight in their eternal exactly it just fits so nice i mean rob's already playing apollo in eternal movie or rob stark so richard madden oh he's so is it richard madden yes richard madden okay he was great in bodyguard on netflix great oh that is a great show yeah i'm waiting for that season two (laughs) yeah these covers look great i mean he looks like it's it's weird because when i come into this is i was talking to chris the other day about um the king in black right right kind of going more with that medieval look those like times of horses and dragons and just to kind of see that iterated within the, the current cosmic landscape right even talking about the Marvel Universe, the MCU, calling it the Infinity Saga, right? It's very space heavy. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of seeing how these things blend together, you'd think it'd be a juxtaposition and like a weird hodgepodge of stuff, but surprisingly, it blends pretty well. And I think that's really cool. Sounds like we just need more ROM Space Night. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, just to cap the, it all. That's the unattainable one. Because <laughs> Marvel doesn't necessarily own them anymore, right? I don't think they have the license. Yeah. I don't think they actually owned them at all. They just published him. Oh. Uh, I think he was created outside, and then they were like, yeah, we'll do comics. And they were amazing comics, apparently. And then it was like, yeah, you can't obtain this. <laughs> it's the one that got away. Uh, let's see. Captain America issue 29 will be out featuring Teneste Coates on his current run of Captain America. Um, this has been good stuff. Like if you were a fan of uh, Ed Brubaker's run, I'd say definitely come back. Uh, it plays with God. I can't think of that evil Russian guy, but it brings him back into the fold with his evil wife coming into it. So a lot of good stuff there. And of and course, that, decorated Alex with Alex yeah. Oh my God. Right, yeah. it looks so good. It, it it captures the spirit of like, all right, let's do this. I can do this all day. <laughs> do you think that any of his uh, current run of Captain Marvels or Captain Captain Mar- Captain America is going to show up in his film script? Since he's writing, oh no, he's writing Superman, not yes. Captain America. Yeah, uh, yeah, he definitely. Oh gosh, did he? I want to say, I think if you're. I know Superman Red and Blue issue number one is a good place to look if you want to see what he could do with a Superman script. Uh, there was a beautiful story in there. Uh, really like took the essence of Clark Kent and Superman, which is great. Uh, just... Yeah, that's a whole podcast on its own, but yeah. So, um, but I mean, if the man was given a chance to write some Captain America on the big screen, I think we're all in for a treat. So, yeah. you know, do yourself a favor, pick up this run. This what's this? What's going on in this beat cover B variant cover? Um, I just think it's a celebration of oh, it's Heroes Reborn. So. I believe they call him the Black Skull. So the Red Skull ended up with the symbiote. Oh, my God. So that's why when you look at it, he's got the very much Kirby uh, Red Skull teeth. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So that's that's part of that. I mean, there's so, so much going on there. You got the Hydra symbol and then uh, a symbiote. But it also kind of looks like uh, Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, like, the design and the color. So. Oh, I think that's just happenstance. Yeah. Uh, but there, it is intentional with the, the, the Hydra and the Venom Skull mix in there. 
Uh, let's see. Champions number. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry about that. But going back to that. So with Red Skull being that. So who takes the place of Captain America in that story? Is it Hyperion? So, yes, because Cap, like Hyperion, if I remember correctly, I think he even gets credited as being a Golden Age hero. And so it's like he did more than Captain America really did. Mm-hmm. And so Captain America is still stuck in the ice in this okay. new what if world yeah. kind of thing going. I on. just imagine Hyperion just fighting that Venom <laughs> Red Skull variant. <laughs> I, I could just see it. Like I almost see it playing out like kind of what uh Sentry did with Carnage. Like when the breakout happens, it's almost like, oh, okay, Red Skull and this evil oozing alien are together. I'm just going to fly it in the sun, yeah. dunk it, how and call you, it a how day. How do you feel about the sun? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you like this? Yeah. I don't yeah. think people are going to get mad like, oh, you threw a Nazi in the sun. <laughs> darn you know it's gonna be like why didn't you do it sooner <laughs> so yeah uh but anyways moving along uh champions issue seven will be out uh it looks like the whole youth thing is done so now the champions are kind of folded back in and they can do their heroics there uh daredevil issue 30 will be out as well by chip zardaski and marco Cicetero. again this has been another great ride uh, and i do love the fact and I love what's going on here. So it's been funny. Marvel's been doing a lot of this, like you buy this title, but you're secretly reading that character. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of love and hate to it. Like when they did, I think it was the infamous Iron Man. You're like, okay, I want to read some Iron Man. Why am I reading Dr. Doom? Oh, I'm going to buy Wolverine. Oh wait, it's X 23, you know? So they've been playing with some of that, but this one does a great balance of Matt Burdock is still in the book. So I love that I can read about Matt Murdock's adventure. I'm getting treated to what's going on with Elektra. And then even like Kingpin and uh, uh, Typhid Mary are getting some great moments in there. So like oh, okay. Mark or Chip's got a lot of spinning plates, but he's handling it well with character growth. So uh, this one, I think we're going to delve more into the behind the why Elektra is doing it. So I'm hype. Uh, Fantastic Four Life Story number one will be out. This breaks my heart. Oh. Um, so, like, one of our secret origin stories to why we do Imagine If is Superman Batman Generations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that was fantastic. And especially when they did the second run, it became even more about the DC Universe. And then the third one became more about, like, the new gods and all this wildness. Um, so then they finally kind of got that idea about aging the heroes in real time. And they did that with Spider-Man life story. And it was great. I enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, even the timelines kind of line up with generations. So I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, that tickled my brain very nicely. So then they announced they're going to do Fantastic Four life story. I was like, oh, this is great. But it's separate from Spider-Man life story. So this is another what-if world with the same premise, but not tied into the continuity of that. So it's not tied into Spider Ships or Dynasty yep. Spider Man. It's not tied into oh, that at all. Oh no! I think that's a miss personally, just because I would have loved to see that world build out even more. Because uh, the whole time I was reading Spider Man Life Story, like Reed has an interesting arc in it as well. But I kept hoping, like, ooh, what's 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 going to happen with Daredevil? Where is he in this world? What is his? What does it look like for him? You know, and we didn't get to see any of that. So I thought like it'd be greater if they did more of the Marvel Universe. I thought this was going to be that. Sadly, it's not. I think it's a smart move, though, also, just because, I mean, Spider-Man is a big part of the Fantastic Four, especially with their history. So, I mean, if they have to kind of play off of what Chip did, then maybe that would kind of limit them as far as storytelling. Yeah. And you, you hit the he- you hit the nail right on the head because that's exactly what, what those two, Mark Russell and Chip, said. It's like, a, Mark shouldn't be tied down to what I created. Mm. You know, so it's like, oh, like I would love to explore a Marvel world that ages in real time that 
has continuity, but you know, I mean, I'll still pick up the series just because I love what ifs. So yeah. I'm, I'm hyped for it, but yeah, I just, I feel they missed something, but you know, we'll see what it's got. And there's a buttload of covers to choose from. They're all very beautiful. So definitely check it out. Heroes Reborn issue three will be out. So Jason Aaron has decided to give the Marvel Universe to the Squadron Supreme of America, the SSA. That's right, because if we want to read Justice League, you should read it over at Marvel. Um, (laughs) So it's definitely way more interesting to see what's going on with these. Uh, He is no longer the Wizard. He is no longer Speed Demon. He is now Blur. So that will be the Marvel Universe version of The Flash. Uh, Lots of variant covers to choose from. Is there a variant cover that looks like a toy? Yep. Oh, yeah. They've yeah. been running through these. They really yeah, John Tyler really Christopher. He's been doing a lot of like, hey, let me make my own Marvel Legends covers. Like, I want to buy you them. Know? They look that good. Yeah, they they really do look really awesome. Uh, Peach Momoko has her Ghost Rider one, so that'll be interesting to see what's going to happen with Jaime Reyes in that one. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I, I might pick this up in trade. I'm not going to lie. I want to see how it sticks the landing. Uh, Immortal Hulk, Time of Monsters. So if you've been appreciating Immortal Hulk, this is definitely a tie-in book. Uh, Ewing is a part of it, but he's not the entirety of it. So Immortal Hulk is his brainchild. So it'll be really interesting to see how this plays out. Uh, Marvel Zombies Resurrections number one will have a variant cover that sneaks out even though that series is completely done. Uh, I did like this Marvel Zombies Resurrection. I think it was better than previous Marvel Zombies. Mighty Valkyries number two will be out by Jason Aaron and Toron Gronbeck as they explore the Valkyries, Jane Foster, and what it means. So that'll be kind of cool to see how that legacy grows out. Runaways issue 36 will be out. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing that's um oh probably from the TV show, right? Well, it's 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 the one that that controls old lace, the uh, so arsenic, but I can't think of what her Gertie, Gertie. Mm. I I'm guessing yeah. that's Gertie cuz her parents were the time travelers and that looks like a time portal to me. Which least. is perfect cuz we're going to talk about time travel in this episode. There you go. There you go. <laughs> it all comes back. Shang-Chi number 1 will be out just in time for this gentleman to be getting his film, so we'll get to see new adventures of him in the Marvel universe. So it'll be very interesting to see uh will they be changing his origins and how will that play into the overall continuity so, yeah, of the character? I'm guessing they're going to change Shang-Chi's uh origins from the Fu Manchu being his father seeing as how that's just very problematic right now but uh, if they're going to give him the the Mandarin as his father as the movie is going to be uh, proposing at her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to be something that's interesting to me like when's the last time we actually saw the Mandarin in comic books like the the classic Iron Man uh, probably band. like mid 2000s yeah yeah, because they were kind of hyping him. Uh, they, they brought him back in because they were like, oh, Iron Man 3 is going to feature the Mandarin? Yeah, Mandarin, <laughs> sure. And so, and then it just it became problematic again. And it's like, well, that's something we don't talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. There's a lot of but I am ex- covers too. That's yeah. interesting. And I'm, I'm excited that Gene Lun Yang is the writer on that one. Uh, he does great character. Uh, he, he was, uh, his, his big thing recently was. Um, Oh my gosh, Superman versus the Ku Klux Klan. I know it had a, a comic book name. I forget what it was, but they, they did a comic book adaptation of that Superman radio, radio show. show. yeah. And he was behind that. And so it was really awesome. So I'm hyped to see what he's going to do. Uh, Silk issue one is getting a second printing. Uh, so there's definitely a collection of covers there. 
So definitely check those out. A lot of Star Wars books. Um, I don't know what they do, but I'm sure they're out there. So check them out. <laughs> I'm sure yours. a lot of them have to do with Vader. <laughs> well, I think there's like right now a big uh, bounty hunter, War of the Bounty Hunters. So there's a lot of cross continuity over there, which I think is great. Uh, that's awesome to tie in those books. Ultraman Trials of Ultraman number three is out. So his second mini series will be continuing on. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Do you fold Ultraman into the into the world or not? Um, so yeah. Uh, then you got Way of X issue two. So this is the Nightcrawler book. So Rafa, did you read Way of X number one? I did. I, I kind of glimpsed through it. I've been busy, but I'm 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 planning on finishing it. Yes, but I've been kind of reading through it, just skimming through it, and it looks like spoilers. They're they're bringing back Legion, ooh, which is really interesting. Um, it didn't catch my eye, um, but I think when I sit with a lot of these books, when I sit down and actually read through it, I know I'm going to absolutely love it. Funny that they would wait till after the TV show was over to bring Legion back. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Well, but I like the idea. So I think that book is definitely going to play with religion. And I think that's a great character for Nightcrawl because it's interesting him being Catholic as well. Like, how do you deal with the fact that now resurrection is for everyone? You know? So it's like, huh? Hmm. You know? So that's, so I'm definitely excited to see what some of the, uh, uh, moral issues are in that to see what gets played out. Uh, let's see. Wolverine issue 12 will be out. So Benjamin Percy is just putting Logan through the paces. Crazy stuff there. So now we move on to the collected editions. Uh, Acts of Vengeance, Spider-Man and X-Men. So Acts of Vengeance is when they decided to uh, have all the villains decide to play, you know, like, let me try a different hero and whatnot. Uh, but I do love the cover that's on that. So that's some Todd McFarlane art. And I've just always wondered, like, how is Spider-Man punching the Hulk so hard in the junk that he's like pushing <laughs> him into a wall? It's just, it was always a weird looking cover. So now, but yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> aliens, the original years, omnibus. So some of the, uh, stories from, uh, Oh gosh, what was that company? Uh, dark horse, I believe are getting folded into that because now aliens is a Disney princess. Since she's owned by Disney Marvel. <laughs> Uh, Avengers Epic Collection Volume 6, A Trader Stocks Among Us. So if you want to learn more of the backstory of Mantis and how she became the Celestial Madonna and why she married the Swordsman, some of those classic stories are there as well. Captain Marvel versus Rogue. That's right. We have a Captain or the Marvels. Captain's Marvels? I forget. But uh, Captain Marvel 2 is approaching. So definitely some play there. And those two have a strong history. So that'll be interesting to see what comes out of that one. Uh, then Ghost Rider, Robbie Reyes Complete Collection. So if you want to get all the original Go uh, Robbie Reyes series, definitely pick it up. He's a great addition to the Ghost Rider family Marvel Universe, so definitely the way to go there. Uh, Kazar, the Savage Omnibus, uh, just because it's time to give Ka Kazar some spotlight, so maybe we'll see something coming up with him. Brother Voodoo is getting his own Marvel masterwork, so we will definitely get to see some of his origin stories in that one, so if you want to pick up the classics, go for it. Uh, Incredible Hulk Volume 15 will be out as well, featuring Roger Stern and Sal Buscema, so some of the tail end of the Silver Age of the Hulk. Uh, Power Man and Iron Fist Epic Collection Volume 1, Heroes for Hire. This is how they should have done the TV shows. So if you want to see the legendary Fist and Sweet Christmas come together, that's where it's at. I like that. The Venomous number one will be out. Uh, there's a lot going on with, obviously, Venom Let There Be Carnage happening. So we're going to see a lot of those two <laughs> crossing over and fighting. So I mean, if we're going to talk about that, there's just... 
real quick, what did you think of that trailer? I thought it was garbage, but I think the movie is the first movie is pretty bad. So, you know, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, to do Venom without Spider Man is a challenge. Uh, Fair. So, the fact that they did that, it was interesting. Um, I know a lot of people gave it guff for the singing. You know, uh, potato, potato, you know, but Venom, like there's panels like that was a thing. Like Venom was just such a creeper. He'd be swinging around singing songs. So I was like, that's a neat homage. Uh, I love the way Eddie and the symbiote play with each other. You know, here's breakfast, you know. Yeah, but see, to me, that's a little too (laughs) odd couple. Like these two are living in the house to apartment (laughs) together, but they don't get along because they're too different. Yeah, but you know, it's it's a trope, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Um, I'm excited. Like, I, I can't wait to see it. But I am, at the same time, a little bit saddened because it's like Spider-Man needs to be a part of this world. Uh, I think by the time, by the end of this second movie, you're going to see, you're going to see Tom Holland Spider-Man in the movie. I, 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 I hope I so. Almost, I hope. I'm almost positive. I hope so. I mean, I feel like this trailer, I feel like this movie was made specifically for me <laughs> because I'm on the other side of the vote where uh, it's the first Venom, not necessarily a good movie, but I absolutely loved it for its buddy rom-com. Like, I don't think Eddie and the symbiote are in love. I'm not in that boat. Uh-huh. I'm more of, hey, we're stuck together. We're the odd couple. Let's hang out. This is who we are now. We're the two lovable losers. Yeah. Because that's not how I ever read Venom, especially like reading through the comic books. To me, Venom was always dangerous, evil. And so now seeing this, it's a different telling of the character, which I very much enjoy. And seeing him sing and making a mess in the kitchen, <laughs> it was just chaos. And I'm all about that chaos. I don't like... I mean, I know Woody Harrelson is going to do a good job yeah. as Cletus well, Cassidy, yeah. but I just I don't see him as carnage. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Like... I, I'm not disappointed with that casting, but at the same time, it's like, it's like the Jack Nicholson Joker. Like if they had gotten Jack when he was younger, oh, that could have been so cool. But then you get old man Joker yeah. and I know Carnage is just going to be a CGI character. So it's like, it's kind of like with Alfred Molina returning. He was like, yeah, they just only need to film me from the hips up. So all I got to do is do these cool poses and look angry. And then it's the tentacles doing the work. And you're like, you're not wrong. So, you know, but I mean, I think Woody can bring some crazy to that. I would have liked to seen uh, the guy who plays Rorschach. I don't remember. Oh, Merle something. Yeah. I think you're more right than I was with what the name is. something. Yeah. The guy that was Rorschach and he was the trainer. Yeah. He was the new Freddy Krueger. He's a trainer in, in RoboCop. Yeah. Yeah, I think he would have been a great pick as well. He would, yeah, especially when he, how he looked as Rorschach. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> um, uh, so... Jumping off of Venom, and before we get into X-Men, I want to ask the two of you, did you watch on Netflix uh, the release of Jupiter's Legacy? So I've seen all the, I've seen people talking about it on the internet, and I before it even came out, I remember people talking like, I'm tired of these evil Superman stories. I have not seen it. I want to see it. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. Have, have either one of you read Mark Miller's Jupiter's Legacy. Nope. So apparently that came out in the early 2000s, somewhere yeah, around there. Yeah. Very coveted. Like people loved it critically. I've never read it. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, I've watched the whole first season on Netflix. So it's a show. It's not a movie. Right. It's a show. Okay. Um, it's not Evil Superman. Uh, no. No. Josh Dumel's um, Utopian is straight up. Golden Age Superman, but age. So it's 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 Superman Generations. Uh-huh. 
It's it's what happens when you get to 2021 and Superman has aged this whole time, obviously slowly, slower than he should, right. and he's still in great shape. They even have a scene in the show where he is pulling the plow through the the field, just oh, like in uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Come. Come. Yeah, yeah. Um, but their kids are 20 year olds, you know, mid 20 year olds in 2021, and and you kind of have a Kingdom Come thing of like. Well, why aren't you killing the bad guys? They get out of jail every time and they kill. Yeah. Like you guys, but Josh Dumal as as Utopian and the rest of their quote unquote union, so their Justice League, like a league, they have a clo- <laughs> They have a code. Their code is no governing and no killing. Like that's the code. Okay, I like that. The show is so weak, though. Really? I was Damn. I was not impressed at all. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, Mitch. Right now, you talking gave me goosebumps. <laughs> and once we're done with this, I'm like, I know I want to go to sleep, but I'm going to watch this show. Damn. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Give it a watch. I will, yeah. Sixth yeah, episode. You'll walk away with it. Your feel, yeah. Yeah. At, out of the eight episodes, it took me to episode six before I was like, all right, I'm in. Like, there's, there's something that happens in episode six where I'm like, I'm very interested. The story takes place in two different time, zone, t- time periods current time and when they were getting their powers in 1930s uh during the great depression i was more interested in the origin story the 1930s part interesting okay so well that's interesting because then it's like i look at what is it superman and lois is the proper title for that one where he's got two boys and Mm -hmm. they're coming of age Mm -hmm. and it's you know so it's like hmm it's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. So I do remember Jupiter's Legacy, Jupiter's Jupiter's Legacy uh as a comic. I just that was a rough era because it was it was like, oh yeah, I could do Superman better than you can. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but I want to read Superman. I mean, that's I kind of have so much money, you know. That's kind of like Mark Miller's thing. It's like yeah. I can do these characters better. Well, exactly. But I'm to change you the know, names. Yeah, it's like, hey, you know, I could do Agents of Shield. I'll just call him Kingsman. Yeah, you know, and not that he's wrong for not doing it. You no. know, it's like, okay, hey, that's that's great. But it's it's one of those tough sells where it's like, well, you know, am I gonna buy the off brand? You know, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm my interest is peaked uh, probably when summer comes and I have some breathing room. I'll definitely check it out. So it's on my, my radar. But I'm going to be honest with you. I think this one I want to read the comics first, then go See, at and it. And I would go the other way around, especially since I think the, the, the show itself is pretty weak and everybody else is saying that the, the comics are, are great. Uh-huh. I would watch the weak thing first and be like, OK. I'm getting the better thing after. You know, well, you, you might be right. Yeah, that'll help cleanse the palate. Yeah. But I just kind of, I guess I want to go into that world and know what it's about before I check it out. Because it's like, like with the boys, it's like, okay, well, I went into that show first. So now my desire to read the comic lessons mm-hmm. because I know the comic's only going to get greater because you have unlimited budget. You have more script time, you know, so that's what's tough about yeah, it. Simon Pegg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's one of those types of things where it's like, okay, and, you know, but at the same time, it's like, you know, which which one do I, you know, like I always think of that picture of Dr. Pepper and it's like Mr. Pib, Dr. Thunder, da, 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 all the different. And it's like, I'm like, that's what I feel like I'm getting with some of these shows now. You know, it's like it's a bummer that I can't get Justice League because they can't do it. So do I pick up Jupiter's Legacy? Do I, you know, you know that's what, a tough one. <laughs> you know someone should do. Do you remember? And I know you know it, but the, uh, either it's the zero hour 
panel. Oh, the Infinite Crisis when it pisses you off on a multiversal level, or or the Zero Hour when um, Hawkman has all oh, the different yeah, versions. Okay, of yeah. So you either do the uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths or the Zero Hour one, but you do it with the Doctor Peppers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. Crisis of Infinite Taste. <laughs> no, because hearing this, because yeah, all the things I've been saying is like, oh, it's being it's being compared to stories like. Uh, Snyder's, you know, darker Superman. We're talking about Omni Man in um, In, Invincible. Invincible, yeah. um, Not Bad Boys. I don't think Bad Boys. Um, (laughs) I would say the the boys. boys. I wouldn't compare it to Snyder's Spider or to Snyder's um, Superman. I would compare it to Snyder's Watchmen, though. Like it has the same tones. It has the same looks. Like that's the one I think it's closer to. But I'm gonna give it so a watch. Blue yeah. <laughs> but no, see, no. that's the thing is like that's that's our new thing is we're gonna take all the superheroes and we're gonna we're gonna break them down. We're gonna break down the tropes. We're gonna break down. We're gonna deconstruct it to what does superheroes actually mean? Yeah. And the boys is well, if you had superheroes in real life, this is what they'd be. Yeah, they'd be douchebags. They'd be douchebags. They'd be corporate shills. You know, like that kind of thing. Um, invincible is if you had a Superman from another planet. More likely than not, he's going to be invading force. He's there to yeah. prep the rest of the, the this world for the the Kryptonians to show up. Yeah. Uh, Jupiter's legacy is well. If Superman lived for this long, how could his ideals actually keep uh, be relevant in this in the modern time? Like no. as as villains become stronger and more deadly, how do you stick by your code of no killing? Um, it's a cool concept. Okay. Yeah. yeah so all the, and then Watchmen is just, you know, who really watches the Watchmen? Like who, exactly, yeah. how do you trust these guys that are gods kind yeah. of thing? So that's a good point. Yeah. No, thank you for putting it on the radar. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I want you to put on the radar for me. What is going on over there in the X-Men universe right now? What I keep hearing about this big gala. Like I, I, I know I'm not the biggest X-Men like historian, like the two of you, but I don't remember any galas happening where, where the X-Men got to dress up in cool costumes and, and, I don't know. Drink? <laughs> yeah, it's it's so interesting because, you know, with Hickman, he comes in and he, me and Chris were talking about this yesterday, um, how Hickman's come in and he's basically just upended the entire X-Men universe, right? We are so used to all of these terrible events from the Genosian genocide to M-Day to decimation. The X-Men just keep pulling L's. There's no wins. Yeah. <laughs> and whenever they do win, it's just, it's it's a backhand win. Here's a brick win. to the head. Nobody likes it, yeah. them, right? And so Hickman has now put us in a position where the X-Men are flourishing, right? With resurrection protocols, and now they have their own island of Krakoa. The whole idea is, basically, this is like World War II world, and Krakoa is Earth, and it's kind of just isolationist. It's doing its own thing, and it's building its power and its influence, and nobody knows what's going on on that mutant island, right? So the gala is now basically going to be, it's it's Emma Frost's brainchild, and the whole idea is they're going to open up this huge party where they're basically going to introduce the new X-Men. Because the last main event was Ten of Swords. And with Ten of Swords, basically um, Cyclops and Jean realized Krakoa is the government. The Quiet Council is here to govern our people. We are a nation. However, we still need our heroes. So the gala is a way to invite a lot of influential people, kind of brush shoulders with some of the big wigs of Earth, have Eminem and Conan O'Brien there for some reason. (laughs) 
and at the same time introduce the new X-Men team and to once again showcase we're mutants, we are the rightful inheritors of the Earth, we're giving you the majority of the Earth, so you're welcome, and we're still <laughs> going to have our team helping you humans with your things. So I guess you- that, that answers a question that I also had, is like, are the X-Men... Is, is is the mutants and the X-Men are they even a part of the rest of the Marvel universe anymore? Like it seems like they do there's they've always been their own thing, like definitely sectioned off from the rest of the Marvel comics until there's a big crossover event. Mm-hmm. But like this all seems like it's even more so. Like they're it sounds to me, and I'm not reading the books, but it's, it sounds like it's become bureaucracy the comic book. Like in an it, essence, it is, yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's focusing on the government because like as 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 uh Rafa was saying at the end of X of Swords, it kind of like became relevant that it's like we actually aren't the X Men anymore. Like we're just like okay, here's checks and balances, you know, mutant government, and back the heck off the rest of the world. And so that's when like Scott and Gene are like, okay, well, you know, Cable's in a situation, and obviously they have a connection that's their child, and it's like, okay, well, we're gonna break protocol and go do this. And as members of the council, you can't do that. And luckily, Scott's like, I'm, I'm Captain Commander. This I can declare as an act of war, so I can do what I need to do. And then Gene's like, well, then I step off the council as well. And you even had some other members of the council change and things like that. And so it's interesting because it's like, yeah, you know, you have a government like Xavier's always been shady. I can't wait till Marvel finally is like, yeah, Xavier was always the villain, you know, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, I mean, even from like the early X-Men, like the 05, he was still the bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you uh, think instead of a trial of Magneto, it was going to be trial of Xavier. Right? Yeah, you know, I was like, hurry up and do it already. Um, but so anyways, like, yeah, it's like, hey, we, we need the heroics. We need to be doing the right thing. We need to be stepping it up. Like, this is what we have, these gifts. We need to share them. So I think... X-Men is what's going to start bringing it back because King and Black did happen, which was the big major Marvel Universe event like two events ago uh, or at the same time as Empire. Um, And even then Hickman, like uh, Rafa was telling me, uh, Hickman did write a X-Men Empire four part mini that played with that. I liked how you freighted it like plants versus zombies. And it was like, okay, so like. Wanda's tie in how she's going to be perceiving her 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 step into the world of of Genosa and all those not Genosa of uh, Krakoa and things like that. Uh, but basically, the fallout from this will definitely be that trial of Magneto, and here's the X Men. Right. We finally have our superheroics again, which I'm hyped for. Yeah, and the whole thing is also you know they're bringing in all these elements, and the cool thing about the X books is they're all kind of all leading towards the same thing. Because again, we have Emma Frost and she has Jumbo Carnation, which was a character Grant Morrison brought in during his new X-Men run. And he's just a mutant who has a good eye for fashion. And so as always with the White Queen herself, they want to put on (laughs) extravagance. And so that's why we've been getting all of these amazing hellfire artwork just outfits for this event it's kind of like playing into like real world right with kanye doing his shoes and doing his own clothes and so now the x-men are kind of coming in and a lot of this artwork i mean it looks great some of these outfits like iceman are very interesting takes of course um is that is that sebastian shaw in a wheelchair yes he got so he, he tried a coup 
And then Emma Frost and Kitty Pride basically beat the shit out of him. It was amazing. Yes. Um, as he deserves. As he deserves. And so, you know, it's very extravagant. And this is supposed to be a big, fun event. Again, it's I never thought I'd be excited for a gala. Mitch, you brought up the idea of Colossus. And yeah, I also thought it was sinister at first. But he's got though that, you know, that beautiful coat. And he's just showcasing who he is to the world. And then you see actual sinister. And then you see actual sinister. And again, his cape is way too big. And it's one of those things. But I mean, Emma. God bless her. She has like three different outfits and all of them are fabulous. I mean, why wouldn't she, right? Yeah. Storm, I think, has one of my favorites just because hers is literally like a cloud storm that's her dress, which looks really pretty. And then I also... And I love the throwbacks to even her yeah, the original costume, on that. too. I love... Um, I think my favorite, though, has to be Captain Britain. Betsy, like with hers, it's just... It has a nice look to it. It's, I didn't know... Betsy was the new Captain Britain. She's the new Captain Britain. Because Kwanin yeah. is the new Psylocke. Right. <laughs> yep. And so, and Jean Grey, oh my God, they should have done this one as her new official X-Men uniform. I could it looks into that. so good and with the greens and everything. Monet, I love her. So it's a really nice look. Again, not all the looks. I'm not a fashionista person myself, mm-hmm. but aesthetically, a lot of these look good. Like I said, one of my personal favorites is Betsy's. I love the way she looks. Um, but it's supposed to be a big extravagant, all leading up to, hey world, we're the X-Men men these are our heroes and we still work for you so like do not forget we're not just a scary island of mutants we're also heroes of this earth and of course being x-men something terrible is gonna happen oh yeah whatever that's gonna be well i feel like i feel like because like if this is um yeah, Cyclops just cracks me up with the oversized sunglasses <laughs> where it, it does. And I love the fact that they're playing with like modern trends where it's like, well, celebrities don't want their pictures taken. So they wear those ridiculous uh, face shields so that you can't get a clear shot of their face. So I like that his plays to that. Um, but I really feel like there's two plots that I don't know if, if Hickman circled back to. So one, you and I have talked about, uh, like with Doug Locke. So when Xavier got Doug and he's like, I want you to help me build a language. And Doug and Warlock, the Warlock's people, they kind of bonded. And that leaf, like you saw some of the, yep. the that, that I forget the what. Techno-organic the, yeah, virus. Yeah, the techno-organic virus on Krakoa. So it's like, hmm, what's this going to have? So I don't think we've seen that. I feel like that'll be like probably the end-end game. Yeah. But I feel like... Um, the, the 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 friends of humanity are the, what but the ones that were in that space station uh orcus orcus i feel like they're going to be the ones that are like all right you want to put it out there like you destroyed our space station this gala's your baby yeah. we're going to screw it over and then it'll probably push magneto to killing somebody i guess yeah. <laughs> so if this does well is there any chance in a year or two years we get the whole Marvel Marvel Gala and we get all the different characters in the, in new gala outfits? That'd be really cool. I doubt it would happen, but I mean, you never know, right? If it's going to sell variant covers, then sure. You sure know. Yeah. It's, it's going to let, really. you know, artists are having fun. You know, it's like, hey, even people themselves, like people on Twitter are posting like, oh, um, I got I got an invitation. So yeah, what am I going to wear? And people are, yeah. are dressing up and, and getting ready for it. So it's like, I don't like this is a money grabber. So it's like, why not? Like I can see Funko pops of these. I can see mini mates of these. Like I can see potential Marvel legends of these. So it's like, Hey, why not? Like, so and yeah, let's spread it out to the, the greater. Thing is, Marvel. I mean, uh, a lot of the, 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 the comic shops, they also got like a free preview. Like it's like a little, it's yeah. like 20 pages and you have all of the artwork. Yeah. And it's something just like nice to have. It's, yeah. it's fun. You, you put it perfectly. The artists are having fun. And I do want to shout out um, Xavier has the ugliest 
<laughs> has the ugliest gala thing I've ever seen. I know the guy I came across. He, there he is. This one? No, one down. Oh. Like, yeah, there he is. I don't, like, he's going for, like, um, tree roots, but it kind of looks like gold bling. Yeah, it definitely looks like gold bling to me. It doesn't, it, it doesn't it, look good. It, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because his typical costume is the black bodysuit with the big cerebro, and then this one's just the white version of it, and it's like, eh, no real change, you know? Yeah, Xavier's the bad guy. And then Spoiler. I assume Wolverine's just <laughs> in the tux or something. Yeah, I think he's just going to be looking like Patch. And yeah. Doing his own thing. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. We're we're We're... Hopefully, all invited to the Hellfire Gala this year. Well, you pay invitation. your three ninety nine. Of course, you are. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to talk about the time variance agent authority. I don't. I want to say agency every time, but it's authority uh, and the character that Owen Wilson will be portraying in Loki, the miniseries that will be coming out here in yes. June. Uh, Mobius and Mobius. Now, for people who know math and physics, uh, what's a Mobius strip? Your infinity loop. That's right. Um, so yeah, so I I love that. I love the fact that the character name more Mobius Mobius. Um, it's a time loop. I mm-hmm. love that. I love that. It like. I love that the nerd gets to shine in the comics. I think that's so great. Um, And time is the greatest order of all. So I just love how this circles back and plays into itself. So I think that's just great. Yeah. And the cool thing about that, too, is I feel Marvel more so than DC. And I could be wrong. I feel Marvel has they like to play in, in time more than anyone, especially the X-Men, right? They always have the different timelines, all these different time events that are going on. So I like that they're playing with time rather than just playing. I mean, they're going to be playing time and space, you know, are together, of course. Right. But yeah, I didn't even know about that Infinity Strip. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously the man named after the Infinity Strip or the Infinity Strip that's named after the man is in charge of the time variance AAU authority. I will keep screwing it up every time. TVA. (laughs) TVA. TVA. Are they in charge of making sure time stays correct? Yes. So um, the way this plays out, if we if we go into the logistics behind it, so the Time Variance Authority, uh, they first appear in Thor issue three hundred seventy two back in October of eighty six. So Walt Simonson is breaking ground with Thor. He's making stuff happen. Better Ray Bill, expanding the legacy, taking the Asgardians into space. And this is where kind of more the idea that the Asgardians could be like aliens in a way, uh, which we've seen kind of play out more into the MCU with, the, with that idea. So the TVA is created. Uh, Walt Simonson, Sal Buscema, they put it out there. And so the play on that is they're the ones that will protect time. So they're like time cops. They'll be time hunters and things like that because we don't want people to go like, like it shows better in DC comics with professor zoom. We don't want somebody going back and killing your mom, you know, but like, we have King know. the conqueror in the, in Marvel universe. Well, but Kang the conqueror. And it's interesting too, because even himself, he's a weird dilemma because Kang the conqueror is the more sophisticated version of Amortis, right. who is also Kang the Conqueror. Conqueror yeah. uh, so when he first started doing time travel, he goes back in time and becomes Ramatut, if I, one of the famous Egyptian leaders. So it's like, well, you really shouldn't be doing that. But since you stuck yourself so far in there, you have to let it play out. Mm-hmm. 
And luckily, you're going to grow up and be wiser for it. So it's okay. We'll allow this. But they are basically, they are taking the bonsai plant and they are cutting off the parts that are not healthy to the overall system, uh, which plays very nicely into the famous scene in Endgame with the Ancient One showing the deviant timelines. So it's like, okay, well, you can't do this because when you step back and the butterfly flaps his wings, then Nixon becomes a hero. And we can't have that happen. (laughs) So we have to play it certain ways, which I think would be great for this loki show like does captain america get in trouble because hey you know but eh, that's i'm sure that's thinking. i'm actually i'm sure that's gonna play out in this show i'm sure that they're gonna you're gonna get look steve rogers jumping around thinking that he's setting things right we need someone to actually set things right and we've deemed you to do it loki since you can change the way you look you know and stuff like that uh oh, so that makes sense to yeah. to thus then um get your redemption or set your 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 uh sentence like shorter or whatever like that yeah it's like if you become our snitch it's okay to do crime (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh the tva so they have kind of deemed themselves like okay we are the keepers of time like the guardians of the universe you know we are the protectors of justice in space well their rule is not absolute because who elected you who said yes to this uh so that's why even kang kind of challenges them to that because it's like well i could be you know that but it's like well yes when dr doom takes over the world it's perfect but it's not free will so is it a good thing bad thing so yeah the tva is formed to basically do with all that stuff uh i love the play on things so they have a um a weapon uh, here we go. The retroactive cannon. So if they deem you unnecessary, <laughs> they will retcan you. Retcon playing onto that. That's really cool. So it, it takes real world comic book speak and brings it in there. So actually, they, at one point, they almost used that on She-Hulk. They almost deemed her redundant and irrelevant because, yeah, cool. Deadpool can break the fourth wall. Who was doing that first? It was She-Hulk. So she was really playing with stuff like that. So obviously there was a a bunch of craziness going on to that. Um, To add to the um, uh, the uniqueness of it, the fact that they are the timeline keepers. So it wasn't... Actually, I think it was. It was Walt Simonson. So he decided to have them have a face to their people. And so Morbius and Morbius, Mobius and Mobius is like their guardian look. And of course, all of them are based off of Mark Grunewald uh, because Mark Grunewald literally was the guy who could be like, Hey, what was the issue where Captain America baked a pizza? And he's like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. Uh, so when they created the character of Mobius and Mobius, they designed him to look like Mark Grunewald. Um, and so his first appearance is and you should go pick it up now fantastic four issue 353 so he basically decides to say hey we need to bring in the fantastic four they just had a big time crossover and he's like all right you're wanted for crimes against time here's what's going to happen uh it's a two-parter so if you do decide to go get it then obviously pick up issue 354 and just imagine that you're the fantastic four you just saved the world from t- some kind of time crisis, and these people show up. You're under arrest. Yeah. <laughs> very X-Men-y, right? Yeah. And so it plays very nicely, and it's kind of cool. So I was trying to read uh, issue 353, no thanks to the Marvel Universe app. Fix your crap if you're going to charge me. Uh, so I had to go off to the pirate sites to read it. Uh, but I love the fact that like this dude is all about getting his way. He gets to the point where he's like, all right, Fantastic Four. Like, I will offer you the chance to undo the rocket situation. 
And it's like the rest of them are like, we don't like, we like the fact that the rocket happened. That's great. Oh yeah. Ben, what do you think? (laughs) And in the nineties, you thought the thing looked like he looked weird back then. Like he was almost becoming a pyramid. Uh Like he just had very triangular features and it wasn't because of the art. It was like they were going somewhere with this. So he tempts Ben Grimm. So, you know, go read issue four or three or three fifty four to find out what happens. But yes. So it was an honor to create Mobius and Mobius looking like Mark Grunewald because Mark Grunewald. um, So now if we talk the real life, of a person. So his first appearance was a hospital on his birthday, um, which was <laughs> strange uh, enough, June 18th, 1953. So anyways, uh, he was a big creative force behind comics. Uh, he did a little bit of time for DC comics. Uh, you know, he was just kind of like, Hey, we need a short story, write something. Hey, we need you to color and fill in some pages. He was a gopher behind art even. So he would do some things there. Uh, finally he worked over at Marvel comics. Um, and he got invested. Uh, he would definitely love to write his stories, create his series, and add to things. Uh, they said that like when one of his first writing gigs was on Spider Woman, Jessica Drew. And then when they pulled him from it, he was like really heartbroken by it because he had long-term plans. So even though this might not be a desired character, somebody that you're going for, but he invests himself in it. Uh, He came to Captain America. He got to write Captain America, did a big legendary run on that one. Uh, He's why we have Crossbones. He's why we have U.S. Agent. Uh, And he basically started saying, like, I'm tired of Captain America fighting useless villains. I want him to have an actual rogues gallery. So he really shaped and defined Captain in America as we see it. Um, what else? I know like he eventually rose up to being editor-in-chief. Uh, one of my favorite stories about him is the fact that so he kind of had his trainee student type of thing. So that was Mike Carlin. Uh, Mike Carlin is very famous at being an editor over at DC Comics. Mm-hmm. So here it is like 1993, 1994. You know, he calls up Carlini. He's like, hey, uh, why don't you come over to my place for lunch? You know, we're buddies. Yeah, okay. So these are the two big top guys at Marvel and DC. Has them over. And he's like, I got an idea. Let's do a crossover. Marvel versus DC was born in a living room. Like it's the stuff we do, but we just don't have power. So that's what happened. So like it was very cloak and dagger, you know, it's like, you know, like, Hey Mitch, I need you to come. I want you to write something for it, but we can't talk about it here. So it's like, they sprung this idea and they threw it at the publishers and it's like, we're making it happen. We've already built enough tidal wave that it's happening. Uh, so that's cool. So without him, we don't get that. So that was a big major, major thing. Um, sadly when they did the sequel, like a about what well, I think it was a year later in between that time though, he, he suffered a massive heart attack, killed him on the spot. Uh, even more sad was the fact that he's a huge prankster. So most people are like, ah, this guy, no, it was real. Um, but he definitely had a huge impact even when he was alive to be, you know, immortalized as the character Mobius and Mobius. So I'm very curious. Does like, Owen Wilson know like oh I'm I hope so I'm gonna be being Mark Grunewald and you know I'm the authority of comic book knowledge I know this stuff like I would love like it, it, Rafa brought up an interesting one you should tell that about being a fly on the wall in time travel oh yeah um, just being able to like when people ask you know oh, if you go back in time what would you do like just imagine being able to just spend that night and just hear them talking about those kinds of things right because everyone like oh I'd go back and I've punch a t-rex in the face like no you wouldn't (laughs) but in this case yeah being the fly on the wall being that person that gets to communicate with these people in a house they're probably eating pizza and just bringing these characters together like that's insane yeah i would love to to just been in the room when they were talking about doing marvel versus dc like that would be that'd be incredible just be like 
who are you going to push together? That's pretty cool. No, what you actually want to do, and if I can interject, you want to make uh, that other character that you're doing right there more prominent. Like People are going to be interested in that guy. Why is this yeah. called Marvel versus DC, Asriel's Ascension? I don't get it. <laughs> What's a Moon Knight? Well, well, that brings on that next part, right? It's like, if you had that chance, you know, you were there for that day, like, would you be that person that would just put your two cents in all the time or would you just be like that passive observer? I would hope to God I don't fanboy out. <laughs> I always think of my most disgusting moment meeting creative. Oh, oh, I vomit. Like after I go back in time and watch DC versus Marvel, I go back in time and punch myself as a fan. Um, I don't know if you went on this road trip with us, um, but it was when Jeff Johns was doing a signing at earth Two comics uh, mm-hmm. Simon Carr, D'Angelo Carr. Uh, so that would so they you know they they wound up co-owning that. So anyways, you know we go up there and you know I I knew about the Blackest Night was coming. It wasn't out yet. I think maybe issue one had just come out. Anyways, so I had you know made my little white lantern symbol. So using Microsoft Paint, I took all the elements from the different things, merged them together, re- reflected it, and and I even wrote a little oath. And I was so excited. And and I go and you know there's Jeff John. So I think it was uh, Chris Jitsi and the uh, the um, you know some other people that came as well so we we make the big trip up there we're so excited and it's like oh this is great and you know i I even show him like hey this is for you and i just see him fold it tuck it like get this crap out of here i can't see that you know we don't want to we don't want to talk about potential white lanterns like no 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 and i was like oh man like i was just hoping he liked it from like a fan art side of things like yeah you're you're gonna put that in your fridge right (laughs) here's the macaroni plate i made to go with it Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) i don't have much but i can give you gifts uh so anyways so then like as we're shopping around and whatnot and just so happens right like the coolest thing that could happen right i'm flipping through some back issues and i stop and i look up there's Jeff John standing like right next to me. It's like, oh my God, like I can have an unofficial interview. I could talk to him fan to fan. And what do I do? What's the one question you don't ask? How can I be a writer in comics? Oh, Oh, I pooped the bed. (laughs) I was so sad at that moment. Like I could just see the eyes rolls and I'm like, I think I even just followed up with, I'm sorry and walked away. (laughs) You know, it's like, oh, but um, yeah, but I like to get, you know, uh, Mark Grunewald and even Mark Wade, like those two dudes know way too much about comics. And as a person who probably, I hope I know too much about comics, like that would be so cool to have a sit down chat with those guys. Uh, but so anyways, yes. So we expect we're, Owen Wilson to be the man who knows too much about the Marvel cinematic universe. Wow. wow. <laughs> uh, I mean the trailer so far, I mean, looked pretty great. Like he's, he's doing, he's doing the most, uh, Owen Wilson of Owen Wilson things, and uh, he's he's making it work for him. So I, I'm excited about it. No, I'm definitely I'm hyped for it too. Um, so again, this is a character. So Mobius M. Mobius only has eight appearances. So get your checklist ready. Fantastic Four, Volume One, Issue three fifty three and three fifty four. His first appearance and conclusion of that story. Uh, he comes back in the Fantastic Four Annual, Issue twenty seven, and then there's some She Hulk, which hey. Maybe uh, Owen Wilson has more work to be doing since we are getting a She-Hulk we series. Are getting a She-Hulk so series. There's going to be some light there. So it's She-Hulk. Well, I mean, we also know that we're going to be getting a Fantastic Four something something yes, coming yes. forward. So 
uh, who Coming knows? forward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. So uh, so yeah. So pick up those issues. Fantastic Four, three fifty three, three fifty four, annual twenty seven. Uh, she Hulk Volume Two, uh, issues three, four, and five, and then four. It was the Marvel Knights Fantastic Four series, uh, issues fifteen and eighteen. So that's what. That's all eight. So yeah, he has a lot more experience, if anything, with the Fantastic Four than anyone else, it sounds like. Yeah, so definitely picked this up. Uh, the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, that one you're going to want to go back to the Thor issue. Um, oh, I lost the number. Um Thor 372, so you'll definitely want to pick that up. Uh, they also have some interest in the time trial of She-Hulk, so I'm sure those are probably going to be those issues as well. Oh, I'm sorry, issue 371. So I have conflicting websites giving me two different ones. So it's probably like the first appearance of Wolverine. Yeah. Like, technically, you should buy this because of the page, but here's the more celebrated one. Right. Uh, but yes, these are very new characters, but they have deep concepts and connections to it. Uh, DC has their version with the Linear Men, uh, Wave Rider, and Rip Hunter. So Rip Hunter goes all the way back to the Silver Age. Uh, the Linear Men go back to like the 90s. And then uh, same thing with uh, Wave Rider. So they're interesting concepts. They get picked up. But I can definitely see after this, uh, there's going to be a lot more. So the, ti- the TVA, they get... Um, 33 appearances so if you look at the marvel fandom you'll be able to check that list and then mobius himself only has eight so there's a lot of freedom uh like what we told you is more than what's out there on the character (laughs) uh but it's so awesome though to see though that like how cool to be that much of a creator that people in the creative field respect you enough to be like, I'm going to create this idea. I'm going to model it after you, you know, immortalized forever. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's so great. And Mark Grunewald, like look him up. There's been nothing but amazing tributes to the guy. He was a beautiful soul taken too early. Um, Cause I do remember that. I remember hearing about his passing. Like it was the talk. And this is from a guy who didn't know what the internet was as a kid. So it's like, wow, like it, it, it was out there. It was huge. So uh, I'm very excited to see, uh, Owen Wilson play the part. Uh, I'm also excited to know that both Wilson brothers now are in Marvel and DC. So it's like we could have Mobius versus uh, Stripe. So <laughs> that's going to be awesome. You know, wow. Uh, so I'm hyped for that, you know. But what are your thoughts? What are you guys' thoughts on this upcoming Loki show? Like, is there something you want to see specifically? Uh, is there something you want to see explored? What do you think? It's strange because for me, like with the three shows that were announced originally, right? Like WandaVision was fantastic. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was just as good, if not better. Different shows, different things, but whatever. Loki's the only one that I was never really, I didn't really care for. I'm like, okay. And the trailer looks good. I mean, I'm more so than not, um, Marvel has been good about giving me shows that I end up caring about. Yeah. So, you know, I had no idea this character existed until this morning. And now listening to all of these things, I mean, I like Owen Wilson as a per- as an actor. So I'm thinking he'll bring like his charm to it. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I, I Yeah, I'm excited about it. I would say that of the yeah, I wouldn't even say this one of the of the three shows that were first announced that I wasn't excited for. I I'd say WandaVision was probably the one I was most least excited for, but I love that one. I I really love that one. Uh I, I enjoyed Captain American Winter Soldier or Falcon Winter Soldier. Um Did it hit all the points that I wanted to hit? No. Uh Loki, I don't know what to expect from it. And yeah. th- and that's the 
that's the biggest draw at this moment for me. I really have no idea what the show is going to be about. Uh, other than Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and who doesn't want to just watch Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see uh, where it goes. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. Like it's funny cause when these announcements were out there, it was like, okay, so Falcon and winter soldier was top for me. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm what winter soldier is one of my favorite characters and the, the, the fun that Sebastian Stan and, uh, Anthony Mackie bring to their characters is like, okay, this is great. Uh, then WandaVision. I was like, okay, well, I'm very curious. You know, there's there's a lot of history with Wanda. I'll be curious to see what was going to happen there. Loki, eh, you know, I could care less. Uh, but this is almost like, as we, we decided to pick this character to talk about in the TVA and stuff like that, I was like, okay, uh, there's potential for the unknown. And I think that's what's fun. Like, this could almost be like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, hey, I didn't know what to expect. It's part of the Marvel saga. I'll go check it out. And then star Lord becomes my number four character that I love of Marvel. So it's like, all right, I could go into this. Um, I'm excited to, you know, like I hope people will start saying Mark Grunewald's name again, you know? So it's like, okay, from the, the, the bureaucracy side of comics, it's like, okay, this could be fun. So I think there's definitely some fun things to explore and I'm excited for that journey. All right. So, if you have an opinion on the Time Variance Authority or Mobius and Mobius or Mark Grunewald or Owen Wilson or any of the stories we talked about today, please reach out to us. I am on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia, G-E-M. G-E-M stands for Geek Elite Media. Chris, where can people find you online? So if you definitely want to find me online, check out Twitter. Uh, I am with the handle stuff I should say should being spelled S-H-E-D. And then you can check out my writings at geekelitemedia.com and AIPTcomics.com for my comic book reviews. So check those out. And Rafa? You can check me out on Twitter as well under Mobile Rafi, where I do all kinds of different things. I also have a movie review channel on Twitter called Rafa at the Movies. I also write on geekelitemedia.com. And you can find me on YouTube, where I post videos of my toys and my soon-to-be puppy, also <laughs> Mobile Rafi. Best videos ever. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. Whatever podcatcher you use to listen to us, please rate and review us. It helps spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek, geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.